0: Abun de Bashmaya, Nitka dashmah, Te te mal kuta, Nechwe sebiana, Aykana de Bashmaya, Hablan lahmah, Dasungkanan yaumana, Washbuklan chauben. Waktahain Ay Kanada Han Shpokan Habein Ula Tahlan Nesuna
1: Ila Patsan Min Bisha Amen Our One Absolute Eternal Being of which we are born forth from the realm of the all and the only. I am empty within the awe of your presence and the purity of your name. Empower my creative beingness through your expansion from the ever-present realm, as I realize our strength and virtue as one. On the manifest earth as in the unmanifest realm, Provide the nourishment of your insight and realization through me and in every present moment. Release my hidden past as I cancel my past concerns with others. Do not let me lose my true self and forgetfulness, but wholly release me from the errors of my perception. For thy realm is the absolute, the all and the only. And our strength of virtue and magnificence from cosmic gathering to cosmic gathering from age to age may these be the rooted earth from which all of my actions flow I Holy Spirit within me living in wholeness moving in joy and love I surrender to your will Bring the radiance of your light into my heart and mind. Merge with me to manifest your will upon the earth. Make me a conduit of your infinite knowledge. Amen. Hello and welcome back to the God-Led Mystics Podcast. I am your guide and host, Reverend Rose, Gnostic Priestess of the Holy Mother, Reiki Master, and Quantum Alignment Specialist. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my friend Liz, who is a spirit channeler and sacred mystic of the primordial mother and father. In today's episode, we talk about the loss of her daughter as the catalyst for her soul awakening and deep remembrance. We journey through what it is like to suppress or deny the soul urges versus becoming a co-creator with the soul on this manifest realm. We talk about the ability to listen to the unseen spirits that are always guiding and ushering us into our lives and our destiny, while also exploring what it would be like if we didn't work with the unseen realm. Today's episode is really powerful for anyone who really recognizes their gift of claircognizance or clairaudience and really journey through just the sacredness that is being able to listen and channel what is available to us at all times we always have a radio tuner that can tune in to the Divine Spirit team and the Divine Spirits that are really working with us. And Liz journeys through and tells lots of wonderful stories of her clients and um, the people that she has really had the pleasure of serving in her life since she has remembered. And ultimately, it's just a wonderful conversation about being able to tune in and just listen. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Ah, welcome, Liz. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks. I'm so, so happy to be here with you today i would love for you to just introduce yourself and to tell me um you know what god means to you or how you relate to god oh wow i don't have a time limit
0: (laughs) no (laughs) Um, wow well i think i'll start with this a few days ago i had an astrological reading And I was saying, this astrologer asked me the same thing. He's like, what is God for you? And I explained God. And then he said, yeah, that's very fine. But how do you relate to it? And I was like, oh, that's a good one. So for me, God is everything. It's everything, everywhere, every living thing inside me, around me. And the way in which I interact with God is through the layers of reality. And what I mean by that is the energy that, say, the planets, the stars, or the plants, the animals, and emit, right? Because everything is alive and everything is constantly giving you feedback if you just choose to listen carefully and tune in. And when you tune in to that flow of information, that's that's how I experience God. And that's how I would describe God because it's just easier, right? So when I feel a toothache or whatever, I go and pick up a plant and speak to the plant and connect to its essence, to its um, energy. And I ask the plant to allow me to get rid of this toothache or whatever. And when I ingest the plant in a in a tea or whatever that energy that connectedness between the plant spirit and my own spirit and this symbiotic relationship that for me is also god so it's everything in between all the realms of reality so it's astrology it's nature it's me it's you and it's the spirit world that is the unseen and beyond.
1: <laughs> beautiful. I love the way you said that. And I love like the way that every time I ask this question, people respond so similarly and yet so different. So it just like breaks my heart open. It actually makes me want to cry um, because it's such a beautiful reflection of all of us. You know the way that we relate to God. So thank you, Liz. So tell us, um, who are you? What do you do? Um, where do you vibrate at? <laughs> what's your resonance? <laughs> uh, what's my jazz? Yes. Um,
2: well,
0: all right. I think that what I identify myself as nowadays, <laughs> because as most people, you know, I've had several stages of uh, Myself knowing or my self discovery or this journey of my spiritual awakening. And many years ago, I was awoken by this knowing that I was a channeler. Mm-hmm. And I was literally awoken in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I sat up and I started talking and saying things that to me made no sense.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
0: speaking in English um but I was talking about things that I couldn't really grasp with my mind at the time of such depth with such a level of eloquency that is that was beyond my capacity and my now husband who was my boyfriend at the time started recording and this spirit or yeah this spirit started coming regularly and this was in 2009 so Mm -hmm. back then the 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 concept of channeling and all of this was was not what it is today so at first I thought I'm going crazy I'm losing my mind like what the heck's wrong with me you know why am I making this up why am I like I really went through a stage of what's wrong with me and how can I explain it but I was so I don't know I wasn't afraid but I was just like I don't know what this is but it feels good it feels really good because (laughs) when when I do this I feel this like my body is is not containing me like I'm connecting to something that is way beyond me and bear in mind I had never done any meditation nothing 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 at the time I was like just this girl right this 20 something year old and so I started doing meditation and I started connecting on a more conscious level with um, Hindu practices I started Mm -hmm. reading the Upanishads I started finding philosophies that started resonating with me but then life happened and I was taken out of this path for many 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 reasons and last year i got pregnant like literally jumping time right (laughs) this all these years it was it went into recession for some times this spirit would stop coming then she would come on it came a point where our relationship was so fluid that i could be on an awakened state like have my eyes open and walk around and she would still interact with my husband and we have it all recorded and sometimes we listen to it and the things that we speak about are pretty deep and amazing um and so last year i got pregnant and you know i started connecting with my baby um doing meditation more consciously trying to create this beautiful space for my baby and throughout my pregnancy I had a very like a very normal pregnancy but I started feeling like I didn't want to engage in the medical system because the times that I did engage I felt afraid whenever I would go see the midwife or the doctor they'd be like oh you're too old know that. you know it's like yeah. be careful this doesn't happen to you and it's like why would that happen
2: ah oh, right. you know
0: this and that and I mean I've always been very healthy active i was a weightlifter for a number of years and a contortionist for another number of years and whatnot so it didn't make any sense to me that they were throwing these warnings at me out of nowhere and for no reason so i sort of got disillusioned with the medical system and i came across some story of a woman who gave birth literally in the wild and i was like what (laughs) how did you even do that like I thought like that's like a like an animal like I thought that's that's bizarre and I showed my husband and he said oh look wild babies let's have a wild baby (laughs) and I'm like are you insane he said why not let's have a wild baby you don't need to go to the doctor like you literally never go to the doctor I was like do you think I could do that it's like why not anyway so I educated myself, I listened to a lot of podcasts, I took all the classes, I read all the things, watched all the videos, I was very, very ready to birth my baby, what I wasn't ready for is what happened when I didn't birth my baby, and she died in the birth canal, and when she died, I decided very consciously that I couldn't physically give birth to her because I didn't know what it was going to do to me like Mm -hmm. I thought I I knew that she was dead that she had passed that she was no longer alive and so I have a very close relationship with the entity of death uh, but I told her I can't birth death I told my husband I can't birth a dead baby and i didn't really understand why at the time i felt a lot of peace i guess that somewhere deep down i knew that that was our soul contract Mm -hmm. that she had come to me to not be in this world and that because i came to be of service that was just one of my many services you know and so Mm -hmm. i was I was very deeply at peace that day i was in this birth portal this sort of altered state of mind and just feeling how everything was perfect mm-hmm. and how nothing nothing had gone against divine plan
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so i told my husband i want to go to the hospital I went to hospital, I had a C-section. It was actually very surreal because everyone was so nice to me. Mm -hmm. I had a room away from other moms that had newborns. I had a woman coming to offer me support. And I was in such a deep state of peace because I, I had this knowing, this inner knowing that, you know it was all perfect and so but afterwards you know when you leave this this state of flow and, and mm-hmm. you come back to the mundane to the everyday to people calling you and reminding you and asking how you are and having to process it with your thinking mind
1: mm-hmm. then
0: I went into a very 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 dark place that I just was bashing myself over it like this is your fault how dare you think that you could give birth to your baby you'd never given birth before I have an older daughter but she was also a c-section baby Mm
2: -hmm. unfortunately
0: so it's like how dare you thinking that you could do this look what you've done and but then you know I would have these really bad days and there's other good days where I was like in a good state of mind and so I decided that enough was enough so Mm -hmm. I really sat with my with my sorrow, my anger, my grief. And I realized how these emotions were stagnant inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, these emotions are not to be stagnant. These emotions should mobilize because otherwise they rot. I, I could really see it like you know, how they decay and decompose and start weighing you down and weighing you down. It's like, no, they, ha- they, they want to mobilize my energy. They want to make me do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I decided that I was going to finally claim my service to humanity and to embody it full-time like just dedicate my life to the service that I came here to do and so I found a teacher who was able to help me get in touch with my channeling and give it the structure that I didn't have before Mm -hmm. and the method and my own ability it just all everything aligns so beautifully and perfect and i've been developing all these uh well they're not really my ideas it's like i am told how to best harness this capacity right to communicate and to translate Mm -hmm. people's souls Mm -hmm. and their life purpose right and just really give them the guidance and open the door that is wanting to be open at the time when they drop in with me so if a mom wants to just give birth and she wants to understand how to help her baby transition I just drop in her space and I communicate with the spirit of her beautiful baby mm-hmm. and that baby is going to explain to me why they chose that mother why is this going to be of service how did the kind of birth they had served them or didn't serve or whatever you know yeah the kind of childhood that they need why did they choose that family why now it's like and it gives this beautiful blueprint of how to best care for this particular soul at this particular time yeah and when I sit back and I look at the picture of my daughter because she was born at 42 weeks so she was this beautiful plump pink baby right That looked a few weeks old at least and I look at a photo and and I cannot, in good consciousness, feel sadness.
2: Yeah. All
0: I feel is this deep sense of gratitude.
2: Yeah.
0: Not only because she transformed my womb, which she did, and the womb healing she provided for me was, like, amazing. Uh, but also, she allowed me the reason to want to be fully in alignment with what I came here to do Mm -hmm. because I had been running away from it for a very long time out of fear and Mm -hmm. out of self-doubt. But then I look at this beautiful being when I drop in my space myself and I see her and I channel her own essence and she's so bright and so perfect and she chose me in all of her consciousness in all of her awareness and her perfection because spirit does that right is this perfection beyond our comprehension Mm -hmm. she chose me it's like if she believed in me who am i to not believe in me right and so it's been just a fascinating journey to be able to express myself with freedom
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: hear these souls not only the spirit baby souls but some people you know like who are very lost and then come with me and we drop in and in one hour or two hours we have a session and it's like oh my god I've always thought that that was my path but I was so afraid I didn't know how to do it and now I understand and it's like where have you been my whole life it's like I don't know I don't know where I had been my own whole
1: life so you know.
0: <laughs> it's just I just love the the sensation of being able to shine a light on a on an aspect that is just just waiting for its opportunity to catch a glimmer of light to shine in all of its aspects and it's so beautiful to be able to almost physically see it you know mm-hmm. or, phys- or not physically but you know just literally see it <laughs> with my third eye and sometimes I see it and it's like is this beautiful thing you know and mm-hmm. and then allow people to find the way to connect to themselves because not everyone has the same needs or the same wants, but when I communicate with their own spirit, their spirit speaks to me in their own language. Mm-hmm. So I can just transmit the message and they will understand. And there is such a sense of knowing because it's not like an update I mean, I'm also a student of ayahuasca, and when I participate in an ayahuasca ceremony, I have to sit down and decant the messages and decode them, and, you know, not consciously, but just emotionally over time. But what I experience when I drop into myself is like, there is no need for that, because Me and my spirit, we both speak the same language. And so it's almost as if there is a sense of peace that you don't need to unravel because it just falls into place so beautifully.
2: Right.
1: Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) I feel like we all just need to soak that up for a minute. (laughs) It's a special gift to be able to see and pinpoint and channel the messages that people need in their lives. And it's really such a gift. Um, I have an aunt, I have a great aunt who was doing this type of work in the late 70s, early mid 80s. And of course, she was an outcast. Um, and she, you know, when she passed, uh, she told me that she never really felt like um she was able to accomplish her life mission because uh she was in um she was just in and I don't mean wrong as in bad or you know, however we mean it, but she felt like she was kind of in the wrong time that yeah. um you know, she was never able to reach the people that she needed to reach because everyone was kind of close to it at that time. Um, and of course, this is right, like Michigan area, the U.S. And you're in South America. So uh, I feel that, um, you know, these are a little bit different. Like these are different places, right? Um and there's no real uh, medicine standing except where the natives are, you know, here in the US, but there's not a lot of um, medicine that I think is accessible or was accessible to people at that time. Um, and I felt uh, gr- deep grief for my aunt when she expressed that to me because. She spent, you know, thousands of dollars and it doesn't even matter how much it, it costs or, you know, how much energy or time she put into it really. Um, but she spent so much of her life developing these gifts, um, honing these gifts only to never really feel like she could give it back out. And, um, you know, we when I did her uh, death rites, because I was there for her passing, mm-hmm. Um she, you know, expressed all this stuff to me. And so when you say, you know, in 2009, this was a different time, I feel you. Um, Because I, you know, have sat with others, you know, who um, just felt like they were crazy, or like they were the odd one out. And at least here in the US, women were still being lobotomized up until the 80s. um, If their husbands you know, condemned them to being like a witch or whatever, and that's a dark underbelly I don't think we talk about very often, um, because I know a woman whose mother was lobotomized because she was, you know, a very special channel um, and a oh, gift, yeah. uh, and so um, that unraveled a lot for me when she shared that story because I started to recognize like just how how long the witch hunt really went on in the u.s specifically um and how you know how many women really suffered at the hands of being a witch a quote unquote unwitch. um and so it's just i don't think that we celebrate the times that we're in as often as we should because we really are in a space finally where it's pretty secure and safe um, for us to come out and share, you know what we're actually doing. Like we're, you know, we're not. It's very unlikely, you know, someone's gonna put us at the stake. Um,
0: yeah, so. someone might cancel <laughs> you on social media. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah
0: it's it's, it's not a it's not a life or death kind of thing and well i i am i am in chile in south america but in chile and chile is a very peculiar place because i'm originally from mexico and i've been Mm -hmm. living here for 19 years and it's a very peculiar place in latin america because they look up so much to the europeans and Mm -hmm. what they call the first world right and so here they are in love with the system. Right. And women gladly give away their autonomy just to mm-hmm. for the quote unquote safety of the C-section or of the, you know, the predictability that the system supposedly offers. And so yeah. it's, it's a weird it's a weird mix because mm-hmm. there is also this undercurrent, of of course, I mean we have uh, ayahuasca ceremonies and and we do these um all these rituals and this and that. But it's not it's not like in Mexico or in Brazil that you are right. a lot more open about it and and a lot more people will respect you even if they understand or at least know your practices because right. well that's your life. Here they kind of still label you a bit, but I live very <laughs> remotely because I just enjoy enjoy the country and so yeah you know but in terms of the people that I'm able to reach because I'm I'm fully bilingual mm-hmm. uh, I feel that I I have this ability and I, I was also a translator like literally that was my job for many years or <laughs> like 18 years or something like that I've been a translator I had been one so I did subtitling for videos and translated hundreds of books and and manuals and this and that so there is this thing about being a translator that has Mm -hmm. chased me around for about thousands of years apparently because I'm I'm just this cosmic you know translator and It's just magnificent to be able to connect with different people and different cultural backgrounds who have different views on life, who might not even consider themselves interested in in the mystical things or the esoteric or whatever. But then when you drop into their space, you realize that we really just are the same. And we really Mm -hmm. vibrate and resonate at the same, you know, we all just are looking for love and ways to express the way in which we live love and our services are what we want to be able to give humanity in the end is love, you know. And so Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating to me to, you know, I don't know, channel a guy who is uh, agroforestry and then mm-hmm. channel a woman who is you know a reiki healer mm-hmm. and find that deep down their their blueprint is love yeah and just to see that and understand that the beauty of it and the simplicity of it all it's like, it, it's really, it has really helped me or allowed me the privilege of interact with the world in a very different way. And right. so while when I when I did my Hindu studies uh, years ago, it's like, yeah, you know, you have the bindi that reminds you there's a divinity inside. And you understand that with your brain and your mind and your senses. Mm-hmm. But when you actually... See it in the first person. It's like, oh wow, I've seen your divinity. I cannot unsee it now. And the way that I will treat you
1: is without much love and respect. Right, which is what you know all people deserve. Of course, what all people are in general.
0: Of Um, course, one hundred percent. But it's just for me. It really, it really resonated. And I really felt that I embodied, that I was able to embody this notion when I literally started praying for the people who have harmed me in the past.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And see that they play their part, as perfectly, as my daughter and I. And so thank you for their service. Thank you for... What they did for me for my path, because I probably wouldn't be here if I hadn't gone through all the things that I had to go through, you know, right. throughout mm-hmm. all those years. Yeah, and so it's just it's so abstract when mm-hmm. you don't when you haven't had the privilege to experience it, and that's why I say it's such a privilege because yeah, it. It's, it's when you can almost touch it, and you feel it, and you relate to it, in a, and you embody it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to pause there and just say, like, that's probably the most difficult place for people to journey through, is to find peace and a sense of meaning in the harm that they have experienced, um, and that's something I think, you know, people stumble upon in this path and this journey. And it's the most important part, actually, in my opinion, um, is for us to heal that and, you know, process, forgive and release that. Um, but so many people hold on to the pain and hold on, you know, to the the wounds that were perpetrated and, and they hate these people. But, um, you know, I, I was, um, I was raised, by uh, an abusive mother, and um, those patterns stemmed into, you know, an abusive partner. And my, my first love was abusive. Um, he was violent. He was emotionally and spiritually abusive. And at the end of the day, when we broke up and, you know, when we separated, I couldn't bring myself to hate him because I saw all the parts of him. I saw who he was as a small child. um, And I saw, you know, who he was as a divine being. And, um, you know, we've mended a lot. I've actually, after we broke up, after we stopped having, you know, a sexual relationship with each other, um, we've actually been able to um it sounds so funny I can't believe I want to say this out loud but we've been able to hang out like not that we've hung out in years but we've been able to meet with each other and you know we've done a lot of healing work with each other um because of course I became um violent in the relationship too it wasn't like he was just abusing me you know abusers abuse each other It's kind of what happens um very often and so we we were blessed in the sense that, um, both of us, after we split, we grew and we forgave each other and we did a lot of healing work and we spent a lot of time crying together, um, and a lot of time repairing our souls. (laughs) And I only laugh because, um, I don't think that a lot of people really give that space. Um, and then of course there are people, you know, I, I kind of feel like, um, he was uh, a a diamond, if you will, like a very rare gem, uh, because he was able to actually do the work with me uh, in a non-sexual, non-romantic way, but that we were able to, um, you know, repair afterwards. I've, I've had another abusive partner after him um, that wasn't that way, of course, but it was like just such a beauty to be able to hold each other in that healing space without, you know, feeling like we needed to get back together or, you know, we needed to make sense of anything, but to just like hold each other and say, I'm sorry, I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. um, And then letting go. Um, And of course, like I said, my experience is a little bit of a gem. Um, it's, a, it's probably rarer, but it's one of the most important pieces of this work in my own heart, in my own experience, is doing the healing work around those who have hurt you um, and understanding that these are all like catalyzers into where you're going, where you're headed, um, 100%. what you're supposed to experience in this life and, you know, what they're mirroring back to you um, because all of us are just reflections of each other. Um, and that, you know, some people I think might hear that and say, well, what am I abusive then? <laughs> and I mean, I can't answer that on this podcast. Right. But of either course. way, there's something within that relationship that was mirroring some form of your truth for you to wake up and ignite within yourself. Um, And so I just, I, I have um, a journey. I did, I think last year, it's an eight day forgiveness journey. And I swear, I send this out to everyone, like so frequently, because I'm like, do this journey, do this journey, (laughs) do this journey. Everyone (laughs) needs more forgiveness. Everyone needs more love. Everyone needs to recognize, you know, that um, all things are working for the greater good. Um, All contrast is designed to bring more illumination into our lives. And uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to Hop in there on that moment because if we cannot do that work, then we are really struggling to understand, like the infinite nature of you know who God is or what God is or you know what even love is. And um, and oh, yeah, yeah, that too. (laughs) It, It can go ahead.
0: Yeah, because we, like you said, you know, we might not have been abusive in the same way like, say, physically, right? Mm Because I also had an abusive partner. That The the father of my first daughter was very abusive. And Mm -hmm. I may not have ever been, like, obviously causing the same kind of physical abuse. But I can recognize that I was emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. And I also know that in order to get to where I am now, even geographically (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't had the history that he allowed me or that he helped me create for myself so and I know it sounds like but how can you be grateful it's like well I really really like who I am today and I am even though I've had a very rough life, and I can say that for most people, most people consider that they've had a rough life in one way or another.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: if you can positively say, I am better now than I was X time ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in, 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 not in better or worse, but in the acceptance and the understanding and the expression of love that I can be, then all the people that crossed that path between then and now has helped you get to where you are in one way or another.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly that. I love the way that you said that. Um, and it's so important that we really allow that to um, mm-hmm. ring true for us in many ways because uh, it's so easy for us to just be wrapped up in the um grief and the anger and the sadness and the feelings of being um you know hurt by other people. Um, and I'm I, I want to use the word victimized and not in a, a way that you know um takes away from the seriousness of victims, but um the act of self victimizing again and again and again, uh-huh. something that we do in yeah. our head. Um, it's so important that we really move from that into uh, a space of peace. And I know it can be so difficult, but that is part of the journey, that is part of doing this work with God, that is part of you know choosing our soul aspects, is um, doing the work to process clear and transmute because ultimately we just keep fulfilling those same prophecies you know if we keep telling ourselves you know that our parents were abusive and they hated us and they never you know loved us the way that we needed to then we keep reliving those emotions and those experiences and we bring that into everything we do but what if we were able to shift out of that and to come back into what our soul was actually looking to experience through that? Um, and I'm going to go back, of course, to your channeling in this because I've seen a lot of conversations um, with people who like aren't really connected to the higher picture. And by the higher picture, I mean God and the connection to the All, the, oh. the karana, the Silver Web of All Life. I've seen a lot of people say stuff like, "Well," I didn't choose to come here I didn't choose my parents and it's like oh but I wholly disagree (laughs) I actually wholly disagree with that
0: (laughs) absolutely I mean and and that's why it's important also to hold not only to hold space for the people that hurt you if that's even you know a concept still but Mm -hmm. also to hold space for your own self when you realize that you may have let yourself down right and it's like did I actually make a mistake or did I actually like why did I choose a second abusive partner you could very well say that you know Mm -hmm. oh my god what am I a dumbass like didn't I learn the first time like (laughs) yourself up right you could have done that but and be in these in this space of You know, feeling like you let yourself down and not forgive yourself, and I see a lot of people who have a lot of difficulty forgiving themselves, yeah, or the quote unquote damage, or the repetition of the patterning or whatever Mm -hmm. that they bring upon themselves, and understand that when you see the bigger picture, not only do you realize that you have chosen consciously your parents Mm
2: -hmm. from
0: this higher realm of awareness which has the ability to see everything all possibilities at all times at once and you consciously chose those parents so yes (laughs) you did and Mm -hmm. but you also chose your limitations you also chose your so so so-called uh vices or your imperfections Mm -hmm. why because those imperfections are the ones that make you perfect because you need them in order to strengthen your virtues your abilities Mm -hmm. your capacities and so you start refining your own self and shining a light in the in your own darkness like you know shadow work and all of that is is nothing else than than saying i have the ability to be a liar like, for example, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I change that into actually influencing someone and allowing them to devise a way to find the help that they need?
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: instead of... Because it comes from the same place of creativity, really. Right. Being a liar requires the same creativity that being someone of that influences people properly. Mm-hmm. is this capacity to actively listen you know and and come up with with a way to sort of envelop the other person in your words and so it's funny because when we look at ourselves with all of our aspects
2: mm-hmm.
0: we can really begin to integrate them and love them equally even those aspects that you consider undesirable or ah oh, this doesn't make me very proud of myself but wait a second, you know, how do you integrate it? Because it's very easy to say, I will, I'm a cheater. I'm a liar there. That's my shadow. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not embarrassed of it. I have integrated it. Okay. And how do you love it? Oh,
2: wait.
0: (laughs) I go around cheating and lying. No. Right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What you do is that you alchemize that ability and put it to good use. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that's also part of uh the beautiful work that shining light in 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 hidden areas of our own selves can do because it brings yeah, it just shines um all the facets and all the faces of this beautiful diamond that all of us are. And it's just it's just fascinating when when you're able to to work with a person and change their perspective about themselves right but not through you like because i'm not a psychologist you know <laughs> I'm, <not laughs> doing that. I'm
1: just a channeler but,
0: yes i'm just a teller <laughs> because it's them speaking to themselves
1: yeah yeah
0: and so that's why the messages really resonate and really click so quickly because it, there's no running away from it i'm not trying to convince you I'm not telling you, oh go read this book and do this theory or this self-care practice. No, no, no. Right. You want to hear it clear cut and and that's how this communication is, because your soul needs knows, sorry, exactly what it is that you need to hear. Right. Definitely. And so it all just falls into place, like yeah. this beautiful, you know, puzzle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love all of that. I love how you said, can you love it? (laughs) Yes. Can I love it? And that, you know, that actually is like the first step to doing the alchemy within your own emotions, within your own heart, Um, because it does start with yourself. It does start with, you know, self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness. And I had to do a lot of that work, before I could really ever do anything with anyone else and um yeah I mean I'm using myself as an example (laughs) because I spent so many years like trying to figure myself out because um my first work you know I I first realized that um I was a channeler when I was young and by young I really mean like 20 or something like that but um I was dating a man who my, you know, my internal senses like screamed no. And so there, therefore, when I was around him, I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear my own channel. I could barely hear, you know, someone else talking to me. Um, and so I I had to go on a deep self quest as to why I would abandon myself, you know, for something that I knew was so terrible for me. Um, it sent me on a long quest uh, and a long, deep um, journey of all the ways, you know, that I abandoned my my own heart, my own womb. Um, and that's really where I get like the foundation for my work because uh, I was my best teacher <laughs> in a way, right? Best Absolutely. teacher, best student, like looking at all these ways that I kind you know, kind of fucked myself up, kind of like got myself into these karmic positions where I was playing out these horrible patterns and these terrible paradigms and these parallels of my life. And I was juggling all this stuff. And it was like, whoa, how can I connect, you know, to who I truly am when I'm like living in these layers of myself that actually aren't me, or they are me, but they, you know, they are not, like, who my soul really wants me to be, but, but like, the growth period of how my soul can fulfill itself. Um, I
2: see it a bit,
0: sorry, too. I see no, it a ahead. bit, like, the purity of your essence
2: mm-hmm. was
0: covered with these mm-hmm. scabs. I literally mm-hmm. see like layers of scabs that of course the scab is is generated by ourselves like our own body right. makes a scab, right but right. in order for for your essence to really shine purely again I don't know if that's a word I think I just made it up <laughs> right um, it needs to be peeled away and so yeah, yeah that, that's just how I see it and I yeah
1: yeah I consider this thing kind of like a pain body you know, mm-hmm. this pain body is kind of like this energetic layer, um, or several energetic layers that your frequency and your essence goes through, and then mm-hmm. you're relating to people from your pain body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you have a very active pain body, if you haven't done a lot of your own healing work, then you are constantly talking through this pain body. You're constantly projecting through this pain body, and you're seeing life through that lens. Um, and it's, it's, you know, really, once we start to peel that back, once we start to um, remove that pain body, that we actually do see our soul essence. Um, and so many of us are just walking around, you know, with um, deep wounds, Um And these are not just from this lifetime, but there's, you know, they're from these multidimensional aspects. I love how you called it the Akashic Registry. Um, This wasn't recorded when you first said that, but I loved the way that you (laughs) said that because I was like, oh my goodness, yes. Gave me such a good image of like a secretary at the, you know, the the desk. It was like, oh, welcome to the Akashic Registry. Uh, (laughs) How may I help you? How may I direct your call? Yes. Yes you know we 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 incarnate with a lot of these like personal and transpersonal wounds within mm. the soul essence and then we come here at this like point in time where our our essence and our soul is um focused and we do the alchemy here and i think that's the wonderful thing about having channelers like you um to be able to work with us because we're able to see like all these different layers of self that are being activated and what we really need to do to come back completely to the soul wisdom and the soul knowing
0: and and this work can be done by ourselves i mean of course but by all means nobody needs you know Mm -hmm. but it just i mean by personal experience i i can tell that the work the amount of work that it took me the number of ayahuasca ceremonies that it took me to clear just one of my own uh timelines
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and 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 was literally painfully long like (laughs) i i was in ceremony every other weekend for months Mm-hmm. And to tell you that it was challenging, it would be uh, like an understatement. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't have someone who spoke my own language. Yeah. I still, you know, so I think that in essence, anyone can do their own unraveling. Mm-hmm. But if someone can can give you... The other, way, the other end of the yarn and together you find that middle point where the, the tangled bit is, then how much faster and easier is that, you know, mm-hmm.
2: than trying to
0: unravel the yarn by yourself, looking for the other end, like just right. going around in circles and taking, I don't know, how much more energy and time. And in all honesty, what I've seen – through my different practices and years of coming dropping in and out of these spaces is that it feels like things are picking up speed
2: mm-hmm. in the last
0: three years and yeah. everything is accelerating and it's like we don't have time for you to uh you know you do not have any more leisure time it's like right. we really need to pick up speed and really get our act together because mm-hmm. We're entering this stage, I want to call it a stage, because I I really haven't thought much of it, but it's a stage of our own ascension, evolution, and awakening that the more people are plugging into this network, Mm -hmm. then the faster it is, and it's just exponential, So sometimes what I've experienced lately is that the information is so much that it becomes overwhelming if people are trying to unravel things on their own because it feels like everything is just faster than it was, Mm -hmm. say, eight years ago even. So like eight years ago, you would drop in and be like, ah, yeah, okay, you're that, all right. But now it's like, yeah, some days I i just connect to to the earth to the body of the earth and i feel her mm-hmm. and it's i feel her waters and i feel the forceful extraction of materials and just the plundering and, and pillaging of her body and it's like oh mm-hmm. it's so intense and so if I feel that when I connect to her, she's obviously connecting with every living organism and sending yeah. out this same kind of shock waves right. that are that are making this echo in every dimension of time and space. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like there is this momentum that we're entering now that if if you think if you thought a spiritual life was boring and slow it's like nah ha <laughs> sunny boy <laughs> you're in for some <laughs> crazy ass times because there's none of that anymore things are coming down so fast and the messages are so clear and and, and right. so precise and profound it's like get your shit together because hold on tight I'm just pressing the accelerator full on and right. and it's it's very exciting to be here right now because tying back to what you mentioned about your aunt she was definitely way ahead of her time Mm -hmm. and I grieve for the world and the people who were around her and lost the opportunity because she didn't lose anything right she did her her journey through life but the people that would have had access to her and didn't take mm-hmm. advantage of her capacity and her gifts right you know it's like oh well they missed out didn't they and then mm-hmm. their lineage now has to pick up with that and it's just right. and you see how everything is so connected i see like a spider web you know mm-hmm. and how you move a spider web in one corner but then you see how it makes waves and the other corner the opposite corner will move yeah. as well it's like whoa it's it's magnificent
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's you know it's funny you're talking about things are speeding up and it's literally recorded that the earth is rotating faster that the oh, earth is the, the the days are actually growing shorter um that time is speeding up in its own way um, and, you know, I listen to Ben Davis of Space Weather Observer. I think that's his channel. Um, and he talks a lot about this, how earth is speeding up, you know, how these shifts are happening in a very real way. Like it's not just, um, he doesn't really get too much into the uh, the spiritual aspects of it, but, you know, he talks about just the ripple effects that are happening as we, look at the impending pole shift and um the you know the rotation of the earth and it was so interesting because um in 2012 I actually went to Belize um and I met a Mayan elder who like told me all about the earth and how the earth you know was not the way that our current scientists seem to think that it is and he was so interesting and wonderful to sit at the feet of um, to just talk about it all. And, you know, he talked about how the earth was an oval shape. It wasn't round. (laughs) And he said that this was important because we have to recognize that every X amount of years, right, the earth tilts one way, stops for a second, everything shifts and changes, and then it it rotates back the other way. And he says, this is important. He told me this is really important because at the moment where it feels like the earth is stopping, that's when the chaos happens. Um, And that's when the shift happens. And I feel like that's kind of where we're headed right now is like, you know, towards this impending, um, this impending mark Where the earth is just absolutely going to shift and whether that means like, you know, a different timeline is turned on or some spiritualists say that like a second earth is being reborn or I like to call it the new earth, um, whatever it is, you know, whether it's like the age of, uh, how do you say, like um, Aquarius that's coming on or any of this stuff, Uh, either way, we are looking at a total shift in uh earth and cosmic consciousness and i do feel that speeding up process happening i do feel like that acceleration i do feel like this call that we're being asked to go forward and do the thing and to claim you know what it is that we know to be true to claim our soul to claim our divine essence and to be surrounded with the people that can support us in that um and it, it it it's just it's just something that is right now, um, because everything is kind of in a in a fast track to personal awakening, um, and that's what you know. Some of these, uh, you've been in some of my stuff, but what that's what I would co- consider these quote unquote controllers to be terrified of is the mass awakening, is the mass third eye opening, because once that happens everything is revealed and once everything is revealed huh, then it's an issue <laughs> and I only yes, laugh there's no there's no way what? to unsee it
0: I mean once you right. see it once there's you can't unsee it you can't unknow something that you've become aware of right and when you mention new earth is is, is and divine essence that is the message from spirit babies
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I read this book Uh, that said that the whales are leaving because the whales have a very specific task on earth with the with the line lines and their sonic uh, waves and all of that Uh, and so when they leave they're going to leave the babies in charge
2: Mm -hmm. and i was like
0: what the heck like the babies what are you talking about and now that I'm dropping into this space and these babies, they say, you know, there's moms that want to conceive, and they say, What what do I need to align for my baby to come to 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 come earthside, like to become pregnant? Do I need to do a spiritual practice? Do I need to and they expect this elaborated set of instructions? And their babies are like, be love. <laughs> right. Embody your divine essence. Mm-hmm. And they bring this awareness and this evolved consciousness that forces you into a deep spiritual awakening. You can't look at one of these new earth babies and you know when you're in the presence of one of them because they have a very specific resonance. Mm
2: -hmm. You
0: can't be in their presence continuously and not uh, experience a spiritual awakening that really shatters your mm-hmm. old world beliefs
1: right that's definitely what my child did for me
0: <laughs> and it's and it's what all these babies are doing because mm-hmm. it's happening whether mm-hmm. we like it or not whether we subscribe to the belief or not it's happening
2: yeah it doesn't and matter if you believe
0: it it, it just exactly. exactly but the more people jump on board then the faster it's going to happen, and it also means that we will have more communities, more support, and more of a structure to be mm-hmm. able to see us through this, those years of of chaos, of this unknown, of this uncertainty.
2: And right, I think and I feel important. like it's. Go ahead. I'm
0: so sorry. No, don't worry. It's, I have a bit of a delay, so I was just saying that I feel that that's very important as well, like finding a sense of community. And finding the right people that allows you to keep yourself grounded and understanding that as long as you don't ascribe to the chaos and the fear and all of that, like you mentioned uh, the last time we met, it's like, understand what's happening, but don't engage with it.
1: Yeah. And really, sure.
0: really just keep acknowledging your divine essence of love and understand that it's all going according to plan even (laughs) the interruptions are according to plan of course the stillbirths are according to plan Mm -hmm. the miscarriages and Mm -hmm. the the ex-boyfriend that was a prick to you and the ex-girlfriend who stole your money you know all those things are going according to plan if you just really follow your heart and connect with this deeper knowing that it's not like oh the universe conspires in your favor no my dude you are the universe <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> come on That's the alchemist is my favorite book <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: but it's just it's just of course it is it, because everything we are the universe and we right. want the universe to thrive but we mm-hmm. understand that even you know we look at communities of Ants and bees, and they all have a role to play.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so, so do we. You know, we can't all be the same. In order for there to be light, there has to be darkness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There has to be. And so, you know, there because we are individuality in the end, and that's the experience that we came to have—this mm-hmm. remembrance, or awakening, or embodying, whatever you want to call it. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. It's this
0: is saying in the um I will look it up because I really like it in the Upanishads it says defining my edges to find my center.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. I really like it. Of course, <laughs> your center is is your essence, but you right. need to define your edges. What are your borders? What are your boundaries? Once you define that, then you can start to unravel yourself safely within your own space. Beautiful,
2: Liz. Thank you for all of
1: that. Ah, you're such a poet.
2: Oh, thanks.
0: I I do have Venus in Libra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, but
0: I don't I don't use um literal astrology, I use tropical astrology, so <laughs>
1: Still be friends. <laughs> of course, we can always um, be friends. <laughs> I'm just the other gonna, day, you know, I ahead. was
2: I
0: was the other day. I was checking my my chart using sidereal astrology because I was just very curious, and I realized that if I look at my shadowy aspects, it's very, it's it's very much reflected in my sidereal chart and my tropical chart is like ah oh, this is the light and this is the shadow and it sort of made sense to me because it feels like the tropical astrology here in the west is very much in the collective consciousness mm-hmm. but the sidereal is still obviously there because that's yeah. where the planets actually are at the time of your birth but it's unconscious so yeah. it's like oh, that's a beautiful way of looking at it so i'm gonna really study my uh, my sidereal chart now and and start nitpicking at my shadow and, to
1: me, <laughs> and see how I can like, like, love
0: it and integrate it
1: <laughs> right to me I feel like when we start to look at that chart we really get to flesh out like our soul aspects
2: mm-hmm. um
1: you know because of course we have this matrix system of tropical astrology and uh you know that's kind of like this overlay that we have on the planetary body but it's not actually um you know who we truly are based on the stars based on the cosmos and so when we start working with um when we start working with our sidereal or true sky astrology chart we begin to reveal like what actually exists in there and it's so funny because um in tropical astrology i have you know venus and taurus Uh, and I'm like dang I love that Venus and of course in my sidereal chart in my true sky I'm a Venus in Aries and I'm like oh god but that's so who I am (laughs) I'm so like this hot-headed lover that's like I'm extremely (laughs) Martian and I ended up with a double Martian so (laughs) (laughs) i totally get it i mean even my um even my jupiter is in scorpio my sidereal chart and my partner has um he's an aries sun uh scorpio rising in sidereal and it's like oh man i see how i ended up with you i feel like i feel like these things don't come through as well when i read tropical charts when i look at tropical charts but sidereal like it all just makes sense to me (laughs) Well, I also think
0: that it, it is the language that you have become accustomed to. Yeah. And so that's why it makes sense. And for me, because I see very clearly a layer where's my personality and where my soul essence is, I can mm-hmm. put both, both charts. It's like, I'm totally a Virgo in my personality, but I know where my soul essence is a Leo. It's like, and I'm always <laughs> afraid of being too selfish and too self-centered. It's like it's not about you, Liz. It's not about you, <laughs> but it's like this seductiveness of Leo, of like make it about you. You know you want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like you know, obviously we are what you know in tropical astrology they say that we're in Virgo season, but it's so funny because um, all of my like sidereal friends and I are joking, you know that like all these Virgos, these we have these tropical Virgos, right? Like Beyonce. Um, that, like, wear all gold, and they, you know, like (laughs) crowns, and they're like, how can you not tell that that is a Leo? Like, how do you not recognize her essence as a Leo? Like, have you all been fooled? (laughs) It's just so funny to me, because all of us um, are laughing recently about just this whole Virgo-Leo overlay, because we see Mm -hmm. it. And it's just like they no one else sees it except those of us, you know, who are in this essence. And um, yeah, yeah, I just find it very funny because you we can look at these tropical Virgos, especially celebrity tropical Virgos that like oh. are obsessed with gold and they like honey, you know, like the color <laughs> of honey. Um, and they yeah. like to wear crowns and they're superstars like they are superstars. It's totally Leo ready so. mercury i mean <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah queen <laughs> literally <laughs> exactly
0: you know like he named his band a queen i mean he doesn't get any more you know
1: non Virgo than that yeah I mean, any more regal like how can we get more regal i guess we could have called it king but <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Was it's him,
0: hilarious. So, <laughs> he is the queen. So.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So
0: yeah, yeah
1: I love it all. Beautiful.
0: I just love I just love languages mm-hmm. and
1: systems. And for me,
0: and I've studied Hinduism, I've studied the runes, I've studied mm-hmm. tarot, I've studied their Hermeticism, the Kabbalah, uh Thalema, and You know sorcery and hecatean stuff and all these things and in the end what i want to do is be able to have the vocabulary
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because it is a language and it's the way in which things come out through these And when i have the more it's like saying i am um i am a gifted musician but Mm -hmm. if i play the violin and the piano And you know the guitar and the cello then i can Mm -hmm. express this range and it's the same in the end it's just languages that give you these tools and these instruments to be able to relate to the universe in all the different ways that it wants to relate with you and so i think that sidereal or tropical they're all just different different aspects and different languages and i just yeah, I, I love how there's always something new and there's always some new layer that wants to become known and visible because mm-hmm. sidereal astrology only became, well, it's not even mainstream yet. It's going to be mainstream, but it it's not mainstream yet. And it wasn't even in the maps at all, not so long ago, like 10 years ago, you would have mentioned sidereal astrology and people would have been like, what's that? You know, yeah. now people are like, "What's that?" I kind of, I think I've heard that, but I don't know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But it feels like more things are becoming available to us, mm-hmm. and more technologies, and also more ancient ways as well of yeah. doing things. Like we're going back to our roots and ancestral ceremonies and ancestral ways of doing things. Even I see it here in my land. My husband will use uh ancestral ways of managing the water and so just going with with what our ancestors knew how to do because they knew how to do it properly and much better and not rely on external uh tools you yeah, know they were pretty to... wise sorry they were pretty wise oh yeah i mean the level or the depth of their wisdom and how I mean, if you look at the Mayans, it's absolutely insane. How many layers of reality were they interacting with at the same time? Yeah. Just how many calendars they have. And they <laughs> all had a purpose. Each mm-hmm. one of those calendars had a purpose. And so they could see this dimensional, you know, reality. And right. they related with it through all these layers at the same time and I think that's what we and a lot of people feel that they're lacking in their lives nowadays is because we're only relating with with the world through one lens
2: right exactly
0: all these other lenses that we are not exploring on a constant basis right that's what we're lacking Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because we want the depth we want the vibrancy we want The full depth of the experience. That's
2: what we came for. Yeah, exactly.
0: We're ripping ourselves off by not allowing (laughs) us
1: to experience it. Yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. You know, we live in all these realities that we don't even recognize. And that's like really what I think our soul is asking us to do and that's kind of like the awakening and the quickening and the quantum leaps that we're seeing now it's just how interrelated everything is and how layers and layers and layers of reality we actually live in it's not just like oh the house in front of me it's like the essence of the house and the people that have lived here before and the land that we're living on like all of that is playing a part Um, oh definitely so how you're saying that is so beautiful I mean, for me,
0: uh, when people don't know what 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 to do, like they some because I had some people that say, look, my friend told me that I should do this channeling with you and I have no idea what to do. So it's like, okay, just go into your space and then I start unraveling aspects of their own self that they hadn't even seen in decades sometimes. Or they had felt like this little nudge, but they didn't know where it came from. And it's like, whoa, how did you know that? It's like, okay, well, because it's there, (laughs) you know. And I feel like part of my job is exactly that. To show people the multi-dimensional aspects of their own self. And how they can relate to themselves in ways that are more intricate and more rich and more fascinating than just our minds. Because our minds are so limited in their ability, because we all are, right? But when mm-hmm. we go beyond that aspect of ourselves, we start recognizing, you know, the textures and the patterns and mm-hmm. the. And it just becomes enriched. And life becomes richer. Yeah.
2: And so yeah,
0: I just I just really enjoy doing that. Like it's like opening a book, a book <laughs> full of textures and color, like a pop-up book, you know, in front of a child and see their eyes go round and big and wild, like, whoa, that's me. It's like, yes, this is you. And getting to know yourself is such an exciting journey. Mm-hmm. Because we're so all of us we have such depth and beauty within contained within our pages and within our different chapters and it's just so fascinating to be able to do that and well for me the Akashic Records was like such a such a trippy experience as well just it's just weird to be and understand everything about not understand because you don't really have the capacity to even process all that information but just know that there is all this information about everything it's like whoa it's crazy
2: yeah yeah (laughs) there's literally everything everything out there
0: go ahead and everything that you can do with it like because once you're there you know it's like wait a second now I can really release myself from this pain right now I can really uh stop repeating these patterns it's like Mm -hmm. now I understand why I do that I don't have to do it anymore if I Mm -hmm. understand I Mm -hmm. integrate it and there is this other layer like this quantum healing it's like whoa that really blew my mind and it and it sort of Happened in one session, and it was kind of unexpected,
2: <laughs> and right. it
0: just and it just expressed itself. And it's like, how can, how can I become more empty? How can I empty myself more? How can I purify my channel more so that yeah. the universe can express itself through me in the best way? Mm-hmm. And it's so magnificent. Yeah. It, it it blows my mind just how many tools are out there that we can really put at our service to make this experience very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it's people like you that that also you know that show us that this ability to to perfect ourselves. Because that ability to heal comes from within, but it's not until someone tells you how to access it or, or shows you where it is located that you can right. actually access it and, and just unwrap this beautiful gift. And right. so I think that it's, it's such a joy to be in this time and place where we can connect with people who live across the world and who have mm-hmm. these beautiful gifts.
1: And I totally agree.
0: You know, we're not longer limited to the to our block or to our city or to our country. Even I mean, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating. It's very, very special time to be
1: here.
2: I totally agree.
1: I totally agree. And if it weren't for the internet, I I would not have been able to meet some of the most impactful people that I have worked with thus far, or even do the work with the people that I have thus far. Um, you're one of them. And pretty much everyone that I've interviewed for this podcast is someone that I have you know, met through this channel and just feel deep reverence and gratitude for, uh, because you all have such special medicine um, that I am obsessed with. <laughs> in the best way like I love what you all are doing and I'm so glad that you're doing it and putting it out there so yeah thank you Um, no
0: thank you I mean it's it's beautiful like you know at the beginning of of my journey after losing my daughter I was like I don't want to be alone anymore I don't want to be this weirdo chick alone Mm -hmm. you know vibrating in this weird resonance on her own because my husband is just as weird as I am he's also a channeler. he's a healer and he's these marvelous things and we talk the whole day and we're always holding each other uh but it's not the same to be in the space of other women
2: yeah Mm -hmm. so I was
0: like I live in the middle of nowhere but I don't care and I just put my signal out there Mm
2: -hmm. and ever since
0: I have connected with the most beautiful women and the most beautiful spaces like this being one of them and it's just such an honor to be in the presence of women doing
1: this holy work
0: Mm -hmm. because it was taken away from us
1: and now we're reclaiming it
0: and now we're stepping back up and saying (laughs) you know what you actually didn't take it from me because it's in my womb (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but I think I forgot so I'm going to claim it excuse me
2: exactly
0: it's it's so uh,
1: humbling right totally agree yeah Mm, yeah it's the age of
0: coming together absolutely and I feel that after many many years of being women against women and you know women fighting or 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 competing against each other is like nah, that's the old world like that, <laughs> yeah, doesn't exactly. For,
2: that's exactly like, that's exactly where i am
0: you know it's like i don't have time for that mm-hmm. and i have no interest in engaging with that so i'm just mm-hmm. not acknowledging it anymore it's like no all the women that i come across are powerful women who recognize themselves for who they truly are and they know in their souls that there is no competition because Mm -hmm. there's everything available for everyone all the time.
1: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I was definitely... You know, one of those girls that was like, oh, my God, women are terrible when I was in high school. And now I'm like, I only want to be surrounded by beautiful babes that have sacred magic and that are doing, you know, quantum healing in all times and spaces and i love you all how can we how can we all raise ourselves up and do this magic together and it's worked i have began surrounding myself by all these wonderful women and i'm so honored to have you all here
0: <laughs> it's just beautiful when you because there's something special about women's only spaces
2: mm-hmm.
0: and when you are able to see your own place within that beautiful circle of women, it's almost as if you can actually recognize your own light and your own Mm man.
2: Even
0: though you already knew it, but, you know, just seeing it out there, like whenever I look into your eyes when we're on a video call, I see the beauty in your eyes.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: it's like, ah, that's my gaze gazing back at me in a way you know and there is this yeah this just sense of of I know you because I know your power I don't know mm-hmm. your specifics I don't know all your details mind you you might not even know your own details yourself yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but I recognize your raw power and that's just magnificent and I just love being in the presence of Women who are claiming their own selves. Period. You know? Amen.
1: <laughs> so beautiful, Liz. How can we work with you? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram
0: at the spiritual chandler, um, and at spirit baby doula. The reason why I have two channels is because they have the same information, but. I know that I'm following a notch from my soul and it's to put myself out there in both spaces Mm -hmm. because the spirit baby realm for some reason attracts a lot of women, mostly women or only women, I should say. And I really wish that more men would open themselves to the beauty Mm -hmm. of this medicine and this aspect of reality because conscious conception or divine conception, as I like to call it, doesn't just involve women right the right <laughs> we we still need uh, a man to make a family and to mm-hmm. make a baby <laughs> so um i love working with couples i love working one-on-one with people men and women and yeah if you ever feel like you would like to know more about anything that i do just drop me a DM, whatever. I love connecting to people one-on-one because my Instagram is really like a menu, right? Mm-hmm. you go to this fancy restaurant and there is like a menu and then but you ask the waiter, right? <laughs> Can you explain what this bison is? Of course there I'm going to tell you, you know <laughs> I just love interacting with people and and help mm-hmm. them understand what is it that I do because it's not it's not very self-explanatory. so mm-hmm. yeah. I just, yeah, I'm there on Instagram.
1: And we will have, you know, all of your your info uh, in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to reach out to Liz and receive a channeling session, I, 10 out of 10, actually 12 out of 10, recommend everything that she does. So thank you so much, Liz, for being here with us today and for um, sharing your medicine and your vibration um, because it's been an honor to be in your presence and your poetry. Thank you very much for you
0: for allowing me this opportunity to come out uh, Mm -hmm. of my shell and really, you know, I feel like I I'm really blessed and honored to to be in this space with you because I know it's going to make waves so (laughs) thank (laughs) you I'm like I'm really happy about that and I I've told you a million times but I just love being in your presence and so yeah your companies and everyone else's it's just I can feel I can feel the energy around us so it's it's really cozy and warm and and welcoming so thank you very
1: much thank you my darling i'm sending you so much love thank Mm you you too have a good rest of the day and
0: i'll speak to you soon yes my darling